Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of the IGN UK podcast is sponsored by Xbox One X, the world's most powerful console. Hello, this is not a sponsored message. It's actually, it's actually so. Normally if you hear my voice first, it's because we've got some money. But no, this is actually the IGN I mean, this podcast. is a sponsored podcast, so they will hear is your it? voice doing a sponsorship. Oh, God, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Double, double sponsorship? Making that yeah. yeah, we're not allowed to do the sponsored things because it would be like, hello, um... Xbox is good, I suppose. <laughs> Even though none of us play yeah. Xbox at all. You've got um, quite a good sponsor for Sorry, I'm Alicia, uh, back on the podcast. This is the man opposite me is Gav. Hello there. And on my left is Dale. Hello. Hello. You've actually got a really, really good voice, though, for doing those voiceover things. Yeah, Gav. I do voiceovers for uh, the Welsh Tourist Board. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So if, you, if you ever see any videos, some videos on the Welsh Tourist Board about recycling, that's me. Um, big, big in, big into the Where recycling. Where can we find these? Uh, all over, all over. Um, <laughs> lots. What, what else do I do the voiceover for? You, you'll hear it coming up now and again if you watch Welsh TV. Mm. I'm going to Google um, that immediately. Uh, Always I'm, in Welsh. You never do the English. Versions. I've done some English language. No, because you have to do English and, and Welsh versions of everything. Okay. Um, I don't know why, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, if you do that. I, I, yeah, I've got, I've got a deep voice. So you do. It lends itself, I think, to, I, I, to trust. <laughs> even, even though if you actually Maybe that's why, that's why we don't have you doing the sponsored stuff. Yeah, yeah, it would just be bad. People yeah. would just go out and buy everything. What, what, would, I, what would I say if I was, if I was sponsored? What was, what was it? What's, uh, what's good? This... IGN, I'm trying, I'm trying to do it in a gab voice. I'm trying to really do. This IGN UK podcast is sponsored by T. This IGN UK podcast is sponsored by T. <laughs> that was beautiful. I feel like I need to sign up line after that. Tea's fucking great. <laughs> the taster makes it better or something. Tedley's, it's fucking great. I'll see you in a bit, guys. I just got to go boil the kettle. <laughs> um, what we talk about this week, what we got on. Uh, you've got the running you've order. You've got the running order, mate. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, was like, I was like, why don't you uh, do the intro you, for us? Like, I have a two seconds thing. before we start, he was like, oh, you just do the intro, Alicia. But he kept the running order. God, this is a professional organisation, <laughs> isn't it? Right, so we're going to talk about the Avengers Infinity War trailer, a game called Hidden Agenda, mm. Doom, the VFR version, and some other stuff as mm. well. Um, that sounds but, good. But yeah, like Avengers Infinity War trailers j- literally just dropped yeah. mm. moments before we came in here. We had to do it all. Um, what did you guys think? Are you are you excited? Do you feel excited after watching it? I thought it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, I just, I, I'm in. Like I mm. love, I think the Marvel films this year have been incredible. So I'm on a proper like Marvel high. Um, I've loved everything. And I think like we're, this is such a unique moment for like that we'll never get to see again because mm. they've put all this work into going into this one for all these different things going into this one massive universe right, yeah. and yeah. finally unifying them yeah 
And what, this is the last time we're I mean, going to see. What, what specifically about this do you think we'll never see again? Because I feel like we've seen this a lot. And the we'll first see meetings of everyone that we've seen. So we've seen like suppose, the Cosmic uh, yeah, Guardians. I suppose Guardians being like, involved in it is a big deal as well, isn't so it? We'll see like characters who haven't interacted before interacting. Like, well, mm. think about how that Civil War scene uh, where everyone was fighting. But think about team. them all working together. Mm. That's pretty are, cool. Are man. they all working together? At Absolutely, the, yeah. At the st- well, at the end. I I mean, guess, me and Kruger but... have like pretty much already worked out the entire film. Uh, today, <laughs> yeah, because they tried to keep it pretty shtum on what the yeah. actual plot line would be. Like, it didn't really give away too many key beats. Mm. But yeah. so you think that you've worked out the plot of the film? I think I've worked out quite a lot of this. I think um, because we see Thanos, who I mean, I'm I'm up for it. a lot of people didn't like him. He does look like a big thumb. I think he, he does. He doesn't look good I think put your helmet back on mate looked a lot better with his helmet on yeah I do also don't like his chin makes it look like he's got a little shit goatee <laughs> yeah. um, he's got the squarest chin yeah. ever um, but that's the thing I'm a bit of a fanboy with it all so maybe it's hard but um, so I think basically they're obviously at the start of the film everyone's going to be completely separate we've actually had yeah. a civil war yeah. um, where you yeah. know everyone beat the shit out of each other so everyone is in like emotionally and Location wise, <laughs> geographically, yeah. Compl- completely different locations. Yeah. Um, so I think what will happen is the way that they get unified and the way they get brought together is Thanos finally, because he's, you know, he, that's what he's trying to do. He's yeah. trying to unify the universe by getting the Infinity Gems. Mm. So I think basically we're going to see him collecting them up. And as he collects them all up, he's going to obviously run into them. Uh, wherever the, the stones are. So okay. we know yeah. the Power Stone is with the Guardians. So I'm assuming, well, it was with the Nova Corps, uh, but in that yeah. universe. So presumably he's just gone and t- taken that. And that's why we see the Guardian. And yeah, then so he's gone to get the Power Stone. Then he's gone to get the Space Stone, yeah. which mm. we saw at the end of, um, which, is all, which we saw in Thor Ragnarok. And that's yeah. why Loki has it in the trailer. Uh, so presumably he's then... Uh, whatever happens at the end, Thor Ragnarok mm. that you don't know about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's gone to get the space stone from yeah. them. Looks like he's successful because you see a pop. You see him popping yeah, into the Infinity right. Gauntlet later on. You see on. two of the stones in his Gauntlet yeah. later on. So that's the thing we haven't seen him take the Power Stone. But like, so basically, I think what's going to happen is he's going to be going around getting the different uh, stones from everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, put sticking them in his little Gauntlet. And then that's when everyone comes together because they realize the only way that they can stop him is they come together. Although this is not anymore, they're not labeling it part one and part two. Like, it obviously mm. is to a degree, isn't it? It is, yeah. And so, it is, well, so thing, what is not the gonna, end of this film? It then? is part one and part two. It's not going to be called part one and part two, but yeah. it is very it is. much a two-part yeah. story. So of, in traditional means of when you do a part one, part two story, the yeah. end of part one is going to be Thanos's. He's got destroyed them. them. Yeah, he's got. He's either yeah. going to get more. He's just about to get more, but he's beat down the team. And they, it looks impossible to beat. Yeah, him. I feel like the end of part one is going to end with him getting yeah. the last one. Yeah. yeah, because we don't know. I'm just trying to think about it off the top of my head now. There's a couple of. I think there's one or two stones we don't know where they are. Mm. Um, presumably, one is on Wakanda, which is why a lot of the trailer takes place there. Um, we have seen all six of them in films, no. haven't we? No, we haven't. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a couple we just I've never seen. We've seen the Space Stone a lot. We've seen yeah. the my, the we haven't seen the Soul Stone yet. Which one was one in Dark World? Uh, that is the red. Yeah, the smoke red one. Thingy. Thingy. So thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've seen that one. We've seen Space Stone. The Mind Stone Vision's got in his head. Yeah. Um, but we've never seen the Soul Stone. I think mm. the fact that we're sitting here trying to remember what the stones are and where they were and like mm. what characters are in it and stuff, it shows how 
grand in scale this the movie Ether, is going to be. That's what yeah. Ether, yeah. Like it's it's a lot to even put into two movies, let alone yeah. one. So I'll be intrigued how they work it in terms of pacing. Because like yeah. I mean, when you look at the cast list of it, it's yeah. massive and like to but get. If you think of it though, that's actually a. It's, already, it's given it a cool structure. It's just yeah. him. Yeah. It's basically, maybe we'll see it from Thanos' point of view and he's just like going cool, around yeah. getting all these different things and it gives the film a nice little structure, I think. I think what I'm predicting that it'll probably end up being is like just huge, amazing action sequences, like lots yeah. of battles and struggles and things. The one thing that I felt when I got to the end of the trailer was a bit of like a ha huh, over Thanos as a villain because mm. he's, he, all he really seems is a, big menacing purple dude and there's no real like you know some of the best Marvel films this is the 19th film yeah. in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like some of the best ones have had these villains with like really interesting psychological motivations and like reasons for being bad and his is just like well I just want a really shiny glove and to take over the world and who, who are these villains you're talking about I don't yeah, remember many of these <laughs> Hella's good but a lot of people don't like Hella um, but you haven't seen I've, Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen Thor yeah. Ragnarok. No. That's the only thing is as well. There's a lot in, in that trailer. If you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Then... I, well, I went into our Rewind Theatre doc. I wish I hadn't gone in there. So oh, really? Did you get <laughs> several uh, Thor Ragnarok spoilers for me in there? Yeah, but well, I, I was always going to go. I am going to go see that film, and I'm always going to go see it as it's a Taika Waititi comedy film anyway. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not too bothered about the spoilers. No, that's true. I think I just I just want to have. I just want. Have you got like an example of like one of the villains that you've liked? Um. So. I really liked um, Doctor from Iron Man Two. <laughs> no, I like. I know. I know that he's he's pretty flat in the grand scheme of things, but uh, I really liked the villain in Doctor Strange. Um, just the idea of a man who's turned like a turncoat. I still haven't seen Doctor uh, Strange. Oh, it's. What's his face that played him? God, I'm blanking on names uh, completely. I know, I can't. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, like, I think it's it's basically anything that's a better motivation than I just want ultimate power I, to I, take over the world. Yeah. I thought he was okay. Yeah, as, um, as one of the villains, like they've they're notorious for having crap villains, but I thought he was one of the better yeah. ones. Well, one of the things that I've heard about um, this movie is that they're going to take the storyline from Infinity Gauntlet, the comic, and mm -hmm. in that comic. Thanos' motivation is his love for death because death is yeah. a fully-fledged, rounded human being. Mm. That would be really interesting. I'd be up for that because at the moment, it just... I don't really know what the draw is for like yeah. why he wants to wield it. If, if they could like make him a little bit less cartoonish, then yeah. I'm well down for it. Well, Hela is the goddess of death. So Ooh. from Thor Ragnarok, so could always be... That's it. That is a theory that people have. That, interesting. That's why. Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? I've not seen it yet, See, no. there's a thing that happens in Thor Ragnarok with a particular character that we see in this trailer that is really, really interesting, but it seems to, this trailer seems to completely do away with oh. the interesting thing straight away. What? Well, nine seconds into the trailer. So I, I've seen every Marvel film up to Thor Ragnarok. That's okay. the only one I haven't seen. So why the fuck are they put so much of the stuff in that? <laughs> not not like... that, but I'm thinking, I, I haven't seen one and there's I've, I'm looking at it straight thinking, oh, there's a few things I need to catch up on here. Imagine mm. if you're just like a casual Marvel viewer and you watch maybe the Avengers, Iron Man, a couple of others. Would this film, make, does this make any sense at this point? No, I but I think that's the point of it. You yeah. have to be invested like, it's with a like really, It's a really unique yeah. thing. Like, yeah. like Marvel have built this awesome universe over a period of proper years, years. like yeah. properly years. I mean, decades years. now. Like, so... It's crazy, they've, isn't it? they've earned, like... It uh, felt... There's a couple of missteps in the Marvel, yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I feel like they've earned 
quite a lot of respect and quite a lot of payoff. It it's, felt um, like, you know, crazy, you know, man. as you were going through the trailer and there were moments when like your favorites came up from the film. Like, yeah. You got that little, I don't know whether you guys got it too, but it's just like, Absolutely, this, yeah. it's like your stomach kind of just went, <gasps> and well, like this, this excitement. There was no of, Ant-Man in the trailer, so I didn't get uh, it. There was no Hawkeye either. Yeah, fuck off. That's fine. Yeah, that's um, fine. <laughs> but that's the thing with Justice League, you know, we just watched Justice League the other week. You're introduced to a load of new characters in that. Like, is it, yeah, three new characters were introduced to you in that. Like, well, we saw him very the briefly in Batman vs Superman, but oh, basically, no. yeah. yeah. but we are actually, yeah. we actually get to hear him talk and yeah. do things. Like, we're introduced to three brand new characters in that film. <laughs> I wish I hadn't like, got to hear him talk. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, you can't, there's no payoff for them coming together. No, Whereas this, yeah. and, you know, to the Avengers as well, like, we've had all these different films with them. Yeah. We know them. They haven't got to bother. They can just get into a really meaty story straight away. I mean, the only one we don't really know, and we... Actually, no, we kind of do. It's Black Panther, but we've thought he was quite substantial in Civil War, actually. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. But we haven't seen his no, film yeah. yet, but we'll go see that before Avengers anyway. So. Yeah, I wonder if um, the Black Panther uh, end credits scene is going to be Thanos getting the Power Stone. Ooh, um, interesting. So then we, because it kind of links the end credit scenes from Thor Ragnarok to Guardians okay. of the Galaxy then. So we, I guess, and then it, it kind of, puts them across the universe where Thor would be because obviously if they've heard that Thanos has taken the Power Stone they're yeah, going to yeah, try and like, cool, track yeah. it down mm. that kind of makes sense apparently there's like I never saw the D23 footage before it um, mm. got taken down but apparently there's loads of stuff that was in that that just isn't in this like Thanos actually showing the power of the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet and things like yeah. that it's crazy how how much investment you need to enjoy this film yeah. but how they've got everybody on board as well yeah like, absolutely everybody is like so 19 excited. films in and they're all all on board like, God. It's, it's so, so well done that they've got to all this and, got to this point and that's the thing as well like Sebastian I watched the Good Morning America um, stream uh, and Sebastian Stan said he filmed a scene the other day I don't know if he was taking the piss or not uh, he said he filmed a scene the other day and he doesn't know what film is <laughs> yeah, in yeah. like because they're only showing him little bits oh, of it wow. um, which is kind of interesting um, also Good Morning America uh, de- debut in the trailer how are they only getting the fucking Winter Soldier to come <laughs> yeah. on and do it like how are they not getting Captain America to come on as soon come as they finish they're like there we go and it goes straight yeah. to Sebastian as well and he's like he's literally in it for like one frame yeah he's, he's barely but he's also um, uh, he was there promoting another film that he's in and it's so funny because as soon as it cut back to the studio after they showed the after they showed the trailer they went and you're in another film aren't you and like the chat was just dead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it had been like fucking going mental before it's like and you're in another film Sebastian aren't you but no one gives a shit yeah. about that mate <laughs> run that one first yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ yeah surely you want to like deconstruct what you've just seen um, yeah. but yeah like I'm, I'm I'm properly in like I think Black Panther is the one I'm really, really excited about. Yeah. I think that's going to be really, I really think, interesting. I think it was a good trailer. I think I've got a little bit of fatigue with superhero films, but mm. I'm still totally going to go watch it and I'm, I'm on board. And I really want to see Thor. Maybe when I see yeah. Thor, I'll be even more into it. So. Also, I love like you see a lot of it happening in Wakanda, which is this beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and when you think of like Justice League and Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman, mm. all the places, all the big fights in that happen mm. in like nondescript, either yeah, was... car parks, one literally, <laughs> Wonder Woman, yeah. the end fight is literally in a car park. Yeah. Um, or like nondescript red places. Yeah. Or was, um, um, yeah, well, I don't want to say because it's spoilery, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, just like all, all these different places, 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 whereas like yeah. you've got this beautiful little uh, mm. thing in uh, Bottom of the Ocean. Bottom of the Ocean. Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, I, I just I don't know. I'm I'm very excited for it. Cool. 
I'm 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 looking forward to it. Yeah. I out of those 19 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think I've probably seen about half. Okay. Oh, so right. like there's there's a lot there that that to be there's, fair, there's a lot of guff. Well, it feels What's... like you know you know when you uh watch or read uh Game of Thrones and there's chapters where you feel like you want to skip the storyline of those characters because you have no investment. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was watching that trailer, when Spider-Man came on, I was like, "Yes." When the guy in the yeah. galaxy came on at the very end, I was like, "Yes." Yeah. And there were points where like Black Panther, I have no real yeah, yeah. In- Interesting. So, so you didn't that, see Civil War then? Um, no, I did see Civil War. Okay. I just wasn't. I know what you mean. I'm not really invested in, in it. it at this so point. you're a racist, are you? <laughs> 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 um, I, I'm like, I, I think the, a lot of people are not into the Black Panther trails. I'm fucking banging. I've not watched a single trailer. <gasps> I think the first There's one that's cut to run the jewels and it's fucking incredible. One of them came out when I was off work and one of them came out when I was on holiday. So I just yeah. didn't watch them. But I'm thinking it might be cool to just go watch the film without seeing any of the trailers. Yeah, you should, man. Yeah. So I might just hold off. It's really good. Yeah. No surprises. Okay, next up then. Uh, Dale, you've got a hidden agenda. Who's got hidden? Who said I've got a hidden agenda? You've got a hidden agenda, not me. (laughs) What's hidden agenda? Hidden agenda is a new game by Supermassive, the guys that made Until Dawn. And it's using Sony's new tech, which is PlayLink. If anyone doesn't know PlayLink, it's kind of... So if you ever played the Jackbox games, it's where basically people play and use their phone to connect via the wireless network. And then the phone is your controlling device. So it's a real like great way of getting people who aren't used to controllers into the game as well. But Hidden Agenda is basically, what was it? Saw meets a detective drama and people, how how many was it? Six people, up to six people you can have. Use their phones and they vote on these situations. You've got, it's like multiple choice, not multiple choice, one or two choices situations. You'll vote on your phone. And yeah, like how else to describe it? Hidden Agenda is the main like mechanic what you use yeah. to, I can't, I'm trying to struggle in how to like, describe it's like, it. So there's a, there's a competitive mode where yes. uh, as you're playing, uh, the game automatically assigns one person yeah. out of your group with a hidden agenda. And yeah. that'll be, uh, you have these choices at certain points in the game and you'll be told as the hidden agenda person that you've yeah. got to try and sway the group's decision yeah. to go in a certain way. Yeah. It's not necessarily right, negative. Yeah. No. Sometimes the hidden agenda is really positive. It's like, yeah. you know, make them confess or like whatever yeah, yeah, but yeah. um but basically you get points if the group goes in your favor and yeah. the group get points if they work out who Liz, among you yeah, is being yeah. really vocal so, like oh guys i think we should do this or that so yeah. i only ever had one hidden agenda so it's hard for me to really like like how many did you yesterday. Yeah, so what's like the range of sort of things that you had with the, one good thing is so basically if you've ever played something like Resistance um, yeah. or Avalon or something yeah, like that's that that's a really good example that's a kind of thing like yeah so mm-hmm. you have one person who you have to kind of like sniff out yeah. um, but unlike those games they're not necessarily trying to sabotage what's going on yeah. totally. so yesterday we had a range of stuff some of them did sabotage I feel like did sabotage the way the storyline went right, okay. a couple of ones that Powers had absolutely sabotaged them but then my ones which are kind of simple and like they do change as well which is yeah. really good so if you yeah. ch- play them a couple of times it's not everyone's getting the same hidden agenda every time mm-hmm. yeah. um, so they do change them up so I've, you could play this a good few times to get different outcomes and it's and good like because that. it means as a person with a hidden agenda sometimes yeah. your job is so easy because yeah, your, your yeah. thing is where the group's going anyway like they, you know they, the group wants to choose the nice option so yeah. it's like you know but sometimes the choice isn't as clear or it's yeah. like and you have to work really hard yeah um it's, not, it's a good mechanic but the good thing about the hidden agenda bit as well whereas in Res- resistance and avalon and board games like that mm. um 
that is that is the game. Yeah. Whereas this, it's just one part of the chapter. Well, so the you play a yeah. lot of the chapter, all of you are working together, yeah. and then it just goes, right, who do you think has a hidden agenda? Yeah. You do an argument yeah. about who you think has a hidden agenda. <laughs> then there's one decision straight after that. Yeah. And you find out if that person has passed their hidden agenda yeah. or not. It feels like you're playing two games at once. Like Absolutely, one game, yeah. yeah, you're playing this like like until dawn game. Where you're just yeah. making choices and getting through story. But then there's also this sub game which yeah. it pauses for a moment yeah. and then you all start arguing amongst yeah. yourself. But I think yeah. it, I think it works because the best mechanics in games are ones that aren't just done for the sake of it. It's yeah, no, they, I totally think genuine. it's positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and what it what that mechanic does is it stops this narrative choice based game from being just like a telltale game. You know where yeah. it's just yeah. like you've got the binary of like this choice or that choice and it's over yeah. and over it kind of by forcing you at times to swing the group's opinion towards a choice that you wouldn't normally have chosen yeah. it takes a narrative in new and unexpected ways that normally you find yeah. yourself just going like I'm going to play this character and they're going to be really nice and really yeah. friendly and it's it's a little bit more like real life in that way that you have curveballs thrown at you yeah. or yeah. like you know it's it's a I think it works really and well there's definitely like uh, so a problem with a lot of those sort of games like Telltale especially is you're making these arbitrary choices that don't they all lead to the same path and all, obviously there's going to be elements of that in this yeah. but we saw it like me and Gav played it through twice we played it once with you and once with yeah. Caddy and Roy as well and we like in the first scene we saw like when we played it our yeah. partner died yeah. was it with you? yeah we it was it. Yeah. and then when we played it later he survived and then he was like, a, a big character yeah, like an hour later character. he was like having an argument with us, asking I had his agenda questions. with him yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so like I know. It seems I, uh, like there's quite a lot of flexibility in what you mm. can and can't do. Yeah, I, I think that's really, really cool. Where like straight out the bat, like a seemingly really small decision yeah. literally can kill yeah. one of the main characters, and that's like that. I, I think it's it's generally really good. Um, I haven't played the non-competitive thing. Yeah. Mm. The only thing is like with Until Dawn, um, the good thing about Until Dawn is it was playing on like a sort of slasher uh, world that, horror, that everybody yeah. knows mm. and. Mm people kind of make excuses for like, kind of, or not make excuses, but accept that the dialogue in that is going to be a bit honky. Yes, you're right. This yeah. is a really good point. Whereas this yeah. is like a proper real detective world, yeah. almost yeah. like set out to you like The Wire or yeah. something yeah. like that. And the, I think the dialogue in that is some of the fucking worst shit yeah, I've ever it, seen it's, in the game. It's the way it is they, so unbelievably bad. They're, they're in a meeting. There's yeah, detectives in a meeting. Yeah. And they're like, well, we've got to make sure that the boy's in blue. Did it? Like, they always yeah. speak in metaphor, like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't quite sugar his flies. In the yeah. right. You know, and like, like, literally, like, that was a phrase. Like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Just one bit with the plainly. judge where he says something about lighting fires and candles yeah. or something. And then the woman says, what do you mean? He's like, have you done it yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? That? I've never heard that as an expression yeah. ever. Like, yeah. Clearly, the writer just really, really loves speaking in a yeah. very kind yeah. of illustrative, metaphorical that's way. That's the thing, because um, the two writers on there are like very well-known sort of cult horror writers. Mm. Um, it's Larry Fassenden and another dude um, who have written a bunch of different like horror movies, mm. like Stakeland they were involved okay. with and things like that. Um, and they've written like some decent stuff. Like they've got some like proper horror stock yeah. in like the horror community. Um, but f this is just rubbish. I mean, to, like, to be fair, you went really Welsh there, yeah. Gav. It's <laughs> properly shonky. To be fair, we're only we're only halfway through it as well, so who who knows? It might get better. Probably mm. not. It's not. It's good. To but, say. I think, it hasn't yet. I think the characters um, are all, like very two dimensional. But, There's but not much to them. That's really. the thing. The, the, I'm saying that, but at the same time, it yesterday we had a really mm. good laugh. It was like, really fun. Like that's up there with like proper like 
top 20 gaming moments yeah. it's a great, it's of a, 2017. Like, it was just super fun. Playing it's a great party like game. Brilliant. Really great yeah. party game. It's also worth mentioning that actually it's not new. It came out on October 24th, I think. Did it? So it's Did been, it? I thought it was like two for, weeks ago it came out. Mm, I, def- I definitely oh, maybe. saw it. Maybe it was in US actually. I definitely yeah. saw a release date of October 24th. Yeah. So it could be that some of the listeners. I, don't know, I can't believe more people aren't it. talking about it because until Dawn was awesome and everyone yeah. seemingly loved that. Why aren't everyone talking about this? I think being attached to Playlink is a hindrance as well as a plus. You know, it's a plus for like how it works but yeah. I think people maybe dismiss that as party yeah. games and I, yeah. I mean I definitely say as a gamer when mm. you know it doesn't excite me when a game says oh and you can play using your phone I'm yeah. kind of like yeah. see well, you can only play using your phone well, you can't even use the controller exactly yeah. so for yeah. me I'm like well I already have this ready made controller that I just need to literally press a yeah. button and it's all connected yeah. if you've got to download an app and then go through the Wi-Fi the app, so, is, the app is good but actually it's the app so is simple. really yeah. simple once it's you really it. simple to use and like Another thing we should add is uh, while you're watching the story, there's yeah. like biographies and plot details and yeah, yeah, yeah. ripple effects. It almost like update that as you your go. notebook as yeah. well as your controller. This is really re- cool. it was really handy. Like I feel like I know half the characters' names, and normally yeah. in that sort of thing, Ooh. I would forget all of them. And also yeah. because critically, like there are points where we're just ribbing each other or talking over whatever's going on in yeah. the plot, so we miss something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then you've got like <laughs> then you can just like click on the character in your phone and go, oh okay, so that's so and so, and it has like the so if you miss something important, I really feel like I learned a lot of. About certain people, mainly Cardi and Rory as well. Yeah. As in, like, what sort of person they are when they're lying and how yeah. they lie. It was really funny because there was when I came in when you guys were playing the second game and I came in late and uh, you someone got the hidden agenda and I was sat next to Rory and I saw on his phone that he had the hidden agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sat there and then you guys were all just like popping off and stuff and be like, oh well, who's got it? Like, da, da, da. And he was just. Really yeah, he goes quiet. really red as well. So I knew then, that round that he definitely had it. And then you turned it. around it and then, as a joke, like almost like banterous, you were just like, "Oh yeah, well I bet it's Roy." And there's this really long silence, and we're always yeah. like. No, no. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not me. Rory not does me. this thing where he, his <laughs> thing is me. go super defensive as if like he's Absolutely. really offended yeah, yeah, yeah. by you. He'd go, how dare you say it was me? How could yeah, you think yeah, it was yeah. me? That's what he does when he's lying about it. It's Cardi so just funny. doesn't shut up the entire time. Yeah. The thing is though, like me and Cardi are similar in like we don't shut up. So <laughs> it's really hard playing. Like I've always found it really hard playing like games like this or Werewolf or something like that because if I'm talking too much... I talk too much anyway. So if I uh, if I go quiet, people are like, fucking Gav's yeah, a bit him. quiet, isn't he? It's him. It's him. <laughs> if I talk too much, people are like, oh, he's talking no. too much. So I was like, well, I always do too much. It was like, damn, ah. You're, like in this game. You so read really- into bluffs and double bluffs. Like, yeah. I remember when we were first playing, you said at one point under your breath, I wish I could get the hidden agenda. Yeah. And in my mind, I was convinced at that uh, point that you, that yeah, you were double yeah. bluffing me. But you actually weren't on that no. occasion. But. There's, like, that's the thing. I'm, pre- I'm pretty good at... Uh, playing people in these mm. types of games though like we played like we went to um the goose island like brewery day and we played yeah. this game called triple agent right which I've is very, it's, it's yeah. a similar thing and we played on that and i'm quite good at getting people to go along with me um because <laughs> there's a couple of Ring moments leader. there's a couple of moments where i managed to get like cardi and rory on my side yeah. which meant that joe was being voted out but joe was like a good guy um yeah that was really funny the one there's a couple of bits i don't like about it though there's every now and again you'll get ones where everybody has to vote for one option yes it can't be a majority rules and i think yeah. those ones are annoying because you're at a stalemate and you have to literally tell the other person come on we're not going to get to play this game yeah, unless yeah. you just come well, on i mean i think yeah, that's really interesting i think that's that that's us though breaking the game like actually that whole thing clearly exists because 
the point of it is to reason and to yeah, argue. Yeah, but discuss, I think you could still do that. If say, say four people playing, like two people go on one and two people on another. Yeah. It could still be a case that you've just got to get one person over as opposed yeah. to well, both of them. No, not necessarily because remember, you can do that in some of the no, Some of them you the can, game. but some of yeah. them you can't. Yeah, but like I, I remember the ones where it was like, oh, you just need a majority rather than yeah. all of you. Yeah. Then like someone could just easily go, oh, well, screw this. And then just like flick their thing over and then yeah. make it. Whereas if if you're all there and someone really right, obstinately okay. is just like, no guys, like you don't understand that's the wrong because remember when so-and-so did this earlier yeah, in the yeah. cutscene and you have to go, oh, well, I missed that. Oh, but I don't believe. It. And suddenly it's yeah. like a debate. To be fair, I did manage to do that yesterday because two of our group wanted to go uh, to investigate the murder, the, the actual body. But right, yeah, we, like, we, we, yeah. we wanted to go to the um, the, orphanage, the old, the old yeah. orphanage and we managed to convince those two. That's true. Yeah. Well so done. It does, like, that's when you're meant to like properly reason yeah, with people and things like that. That's when the game's meant to come into its own. Because yeah. that, that's what makes it the difference between just like a straight up game mm. that's just, you know, playing with a controller and a game <clears> that involves people. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I don't like with... Um, the hidden agenda. Sometimes I oh, do that like that. Is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do like I do like it when it's like okay, now someone's got a hidden agenda. This next question, you're gonna try and work out who they are. But I do wish every now and again there was one where at the start of the scene it's a right. Somebody's got a hidden agenda, and it yeah. would just be one random point, and you wouldn't know when they're trying to be yes. make that move. Yeah, yeah. yeah because then I it would be that. more strategic. Whereas otherwise, yeah, now you can play it casually, yeah. and then when I it gets agree. that point, you take it seriously. I agree. Yeah, because it's not like I've played. Um, uh, if you've, there's a board game of Battlestar Galactica, like the new one, right? That is one of my favorite board games because okay. it, it takes ages. But one of you, you, because do you know the story of Battlestar Galactica? Like, Roughly, there's like yeah. double agents basically because yeah. these things called Cylons, mm. um, and some people know that they're Cylons from the start, so they have an agenda from the start, a hidden to, agenda to fuck yeah. things up. Yeah, so that's what they're doing right from the start. But then yeah. some people know like halfway through that they're Cylon, um, which is exactly what happens in the show. Um, so I kind of want that a little bit more yeah. at the beginning of a chapter or something like that being like, oh, so at the beginning of the chapter, you need this person to die yeah. or something like that. Long, because, long term. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like that could be, that could be really good. Well, but then at the same time, that fucks up then the bits where you're all meant to be That's working true. together and things like that. Well, there is in the rules. We oh, haven't got to it yet. In the rules, there's a thing called Endgame Agenda. Right. So fuck knows like, how oh, that's going to work. I'm excited okay. to get to that. But apparently the game's only about three hours long. Like, really? I've done the first hour and a half three times now. That's actually a really bad point about it as well yeah. because you've played it through in non-competitive mode. Yes. And I think that's right. fine. So yeah. then when you go into competitive mode, that should be a new save. Mm. So we went into competitive mode, me, you, Alicia, and Sam. Yeah. Um, and we got to almost the end of the chapter, of ch the first chapter. Yeah. Then we wanted to carry on later on, um, but it Sam and Alicia were working, yeah. so uh, not that this doesn't work for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so we were like, okay, we want to carry on from there. But we couldn't carry on no. unless those guys were carrying yeah. on they with us. Yeah, so I mean, that that is annoying. That for That's me, bullshit. For me to continue yeah. the game from where we yeah. left off, we've got to have all three of us together which yeah. for, for a game considering that you're asking like six players the, to potentially like yeah. come all together you know that, that's a lot I get why nightmare. I get why they're doing there is, it there is elements like for example mm. the takeover cards yeah. like part of the game is earning every now and again you have to do quick time yes. so you earn takeover cards which you can dominate and make oh, sure everybody picks one vote yeah. but like if you recruit them and somebody hasn't played, then they've got a disadvantage. But also, it's supposed to be a fun party game yeah. you can to a degree in. that you should be able to just dip into. They should be able to yeah. do a previously on hidden agenda and yeah. then they just kind of run through yeah. all the choices that have been going through in this game yeah. so far, and then you can come in and play it. Yeah, I definitely think it's like 
what we've things what we've not mentioned on. is your creative approach to naming conventions <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than calling himself gav gav was like just called himself death so whenever whenever we made a decision it would be like death has a hidden agenda well in the second <laughs> the game he was detective flaps <laughs> and then got a little bit more cause and what, what was your captain big dick captain big dick cardi was big boy big boy <laughs> thing is call, but do you know what i noticed is calling people other names makes it easier to argue against them uh, yeah. because like anytime that I, I had a hidden agenda I would just call out big boy and be like that big boy's got this one <laughs> yeah, big boy. Yeah. it sounds like you're taking the piss but actually you're seeding that in people's minds anyway Ooh. so then they're, just, then they're just going that's oh, your shit. hidden agenda you're like shit maybe big boy is uh, I'm gonna bear that <laughs> in mind now Gav in future it's really good just quickly as well the story mode so I played yeah. that with my girlfriend oh sorry fiance I played it at home so it's very, very much the same but there's no hidden agenda so at the start of each round fucking better not be mate if you're going to marry her at the start of each round they'll say who out of the two of you do you think is the most brave okay. and then you both vote and if your votes align then right. they'll say okay Dale was the most brave so he gets to make this important decision later on in the game okay. and then it does that for about several different things who's the most at dealing under pressure who's the most right, trustworthy okay. and things like that and then you also get to pick cool. for that particular bit then. yeah okay, cool. and that's kind of cool as well but you, you're playing it for a different reason you know you're going for the yeah, story yeah, yeah. whereas I think the competitive mode is definitely better but you couldn't play that with two people. You need at least three. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, that's the thing. You can't play Resistance yeah. to Avalon or anything like that. With yeah, yeah like that. Um, you need at least three, and ideally, like six wouldn't be yeah. a lot better. Mm. I think six would be a pain in the ass. Four, four, five is good. Six, like five would be good because you got three and two, we, so you we, can always a tiebreaker yeah, between everybody. When we play, we've played a couple of things of Resistance before, but we all well, when we played Triple Agent, it was me, Croups, Cardi, Powers, and Joe. Joe. So yeah. that, that, and that was a lot. Yeah. But then we have been drinking all day. So. Yeah. I would like to play it with, with five or six, but there's yeah. no way I'm starting that game again for yeah. a fourth time. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I want to get to the end of it first. Yeah, I want, let's, get, let's get to the end of it. I'm like, yeah. I, I think it's brilliant. And what do yeah. you say? It's like 15 quid. Yeah, it's 15 Boom. quid. Yeah. Insta buy. Yeah, Christmas. I was generally not thinking game. about taking my... I usually take my PS4 home for Christmas. Um, mm. But I was thinking, because I got a Switch this year, yeah. and I haven't started Alien One yet, I'm just going to wait and just do that when I'm home. But then... Yeah. Actually, I think I want to take my PS4 home now because my mother will hate this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, properly hate it. Well, there's a few PlayLink games that have come out at the same time, haven't they? Like, uh, I think the Planet of the Apes one is PlayLink as well, but I've played oh, through sweet. that. Oh, sweet. My mother loves Planet of the Apes. But I haven't played it with PlayLink, so I don't know how it works. Uh, okay. I imagine it's just simple voting. Have you finished that? Yeah. Is it good? It's all right. Oh. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's like, it's an interesting enough. It's just very, like, everything looks so drab and yeah. dull and... Yeah, some of, some of the acting is not great as well. But that's what happens when the apes take over, mate. Isn't it? Graphically, it's a mess. Like oh, the no. popping is in, the texture popping is insane. Like oh. every scene is like texture. Like there's like eight levels of texture popping loads. But overall, it's fine. If you want to hear yeah. more about that, listen to our Andy Circus special. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> last week. Uh, I'm he was still, more I'm, of a fan than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still going to play that game because I'm yeah. really excited. No, I think it's worth it. having a go. Alicia, mm. what the f have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing Doom VFR, yeah. which is uh, it's really fun. It's like so with virtual reality games. Um, the really really what's tricky... the F? It was VFR stands for. I know, I know. <laughs> I actually, I think it literally does stand for what you think it which is stands what? for. <laughs> which is what? Which is which is <laughs> which is fuck it. <gasps> <gasps> this is what? Oh, I'm telling. <laughs> Does he, 
I did that with Kilby yesterday. He said VFR. I was like, what's the F stand for? And he wouldn't say it. And I was like, it's all right if you'd say fucking, mate. It's a professional, mate. It's a professional. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, Doom Virtual Fucking Reality. <laughs> and it's... Um, yeah, with a lot of virtual reality games, um, especially when they're kind of, you know, we've seen it with Skyrim VR and stuff that's come out recently. Essentially what they do is they just take the main game that you would play with a normal controller, yeah. bang it in VR and uh, just, you know, you can play it with a controller and like normally it's yeah, just yeah. it happens that you're in the game. What's really cool about this one is they've um, got a really brilliant system so you can play it with the move controllers and uh, so you have like your arms in front of you, Batman Arkham VR style. Yeah. And you can teleport everywhere. And the teleporting actually is also the way that you do like your rush mechanic, you know, oh, when cool. you know, and you, oh, uh, you suck idea. up all the, yeah. Yeah. so like, it means that you can be firing at someone from across the map and then yeah. just like, whenever you set it to teleport, time slows down. Ooh. And so like, especially when you're chaining, if you're like, it just feels so badass. Cause you can like, and because you're uh, doing it with head tracking and you're standing, like I found myself, I'd be like, bang, bang, bang. And then like turn and then like have my arm out like that and like going the other way. And like, it's um similar, I guess, not not as good, but a similar feeling to super hot VR, you know, yeah. when you're dual okay, wielding yeah, yeah. and you're, you've got a grenade yeah. in one hand, you've got your like, shotgun in the other. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, and it, and it's super intense as you imagine a Doom game in VR is gonna be because you've got a bunch of enemies running at you and it's incredibly like fast and frenetic. Um, what are the glory kills like? Do they still have them? Yeah, yeah, they're really fun. What? The glory kills or oh. is it gory kills? One <laughs> of them. Glory holes. Glory holes. It's either glory or gory. I can't VR, but that is not what I was. Because you used to hit R three and basically if they were weak, you hit that and then you would do something like rip off their horns on the head and then shove them in their mouth and stuff. It was ridiculous, but <laughs> it was always fun. I've never played Doom, man. Oh man, really you're missing out. Yeah. It's so much fun. You're trouble girls. What's What's really cool for any fan, long-standing fan of the series uh, is at the beginning of the virtual reality experience, um, you're in this ship, you clear out a load of enemies and then you go into this control room and there's a table and in it, there's like a bunch of... Um, just kind of buttons and of course you start <laughs> pressing the buttons yeah. and you find yourself transported into this kind of hollow deck okay. and like a selection of enemies are there in front of you that you can choose so like when i first pressed it there was a massive cacodemon just like suddenly yeah. materialized oh in front God. of me full to scale and i swear like it was <laughs> terrifying because those, those things they've got like massive teeth like I mean I could check it for tonsillitis it was like <laughs> right in my face and um and that's really cool because these are these are characters that people you know met yeah. years ago in the first Doom now fully rendered not just in modern graphics but in virtual reality in your face, so in your face. Yeah. and um yeah it's it's a it's a genuinely fun experience and kind of short and easy and how's the war satisfying been? Warping as in... The... As in like how you teleport, or how you oh, get yeah. from place to place. So really I easy. hate that mechanic in all the virtual reality games. But it sounds like this that's is using it quite well. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's I, what I'm asking yeah, yeah, yeah. I, really, I really like it. And, um, mm. and they also give good reason for it in a similar way to in Arkham VR, they uh, have it so like they they make a cloak sound whenever you teleport. So it's yeah. like Batman's just swishing around. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. Similarly, in this one, um, the game opens with you in a lift 
and you're just a scientist on a way to a meeting and then the lift stops and you're like, oh no. And you hear Shit dung, real. dung, dung. Mm. And you're like, oh! and then everyone's like, demon alert, demon alert. And then like the, the front of the lift is ripped open and a massive demon just kills you outright, like oh in the first scene of the game. So when you wake up, you're dead. Okay. And they've put your consciousness inside a robot. Right. So that's why you can teleport. It's like, they make okay. they make a reasoning for why you they can They put a narrative it. reasoning for the mechanic. Exactly. Right. And, and I, honestly, I think it's done really well. Like I said, with the with slowing down time, it also within combat gives you time to plan and like perfectly place where you're gonna teleport to. Yeah. Um, plus you can turn around and like, it's not like in some virtual reality uh, games where when you teleport, the screen goes black for a minute and yeah. then it opens up again. And so you're mo you're kind of like disorientated when yeah. it goes back. It's not like that. You kind of just swoosh forwards in a way that doesn't make you feel sick. It's okay. landing where you're meant to be. And if you want to, yeah. you can just use the square triangle X circle buttons on the yeah. move controller to just dodge out the way, like to the side or the... So you don't have to use teleporter if you don't want yeah. to. You can do quick dashes in different directions. Mm. But personally, I, I preferred using the teleport. I found it really mm. useful. It sounds cool. I mean, I think the problem is, like, I think of Doom, like, it's so fast and you're nipping around that map. Like it's faster than any game or well, Quake as well, I guess. But, yeah. Like it's so fast that to take that out of it feels very... I can like, understand that reservation. But it feels like, but it sounds like it's just a different version of it's Doom, a, a different game. It's a different game. version. Yeah. And it, you, you do move differently to how you yeah. would in the normal games, but it's well done. Like yeah. it's, um, it still felt fast. It still felt like I was chaining moves together. I was still doing combos and mm. things and taking out enemies at once. Yeah. Um, and just the world that they've built is really, really well detailed. And mm. like, I found myself going up, like poking around offices and like, in these uh, these flickering ships under flickering lights with like broken glass on the floor, like going, "Ooh, that's really shiny!" And like you know, <laughs> it's a it's a really believable world and a, a cool experience. It's like I just thinking like Doom is the very first thing I ever played in VR actually. Like really? Wait, that, was really? the, that was the first thing that John Carmack when he was making the Oculus, the very first thing of the Oculus. That was like the first thing that he like put uh, on it. Yeah. So he was making it. So it was like it was like what was it, like five years ago maybe at E3, okay. something like that? How was it at that point? So It was like the very first Oculus that he ever made, which was like actual ski goggles, yeah. actual tape Amazing. and stuff like that. Oh my God. Um, and it wasn't even a helmet, it was just like goggles with like wires on it basically. And like, I was a huge John Carmack fan growing up and I was filming for, I think it was like T3 or Tech Radar at the time. Mm. And we walked in and it was fucking just John Carmack just there. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I've just built this mad bucket thing that's crazy um, do you want, and like so I was filming someone I was like I really hope I get to play that and I played it I put it on and he was like guiding me through and stuff because it was the first time I've ever done any virtual reality stuff mm. and it was obviously like ropey as fuck yeah. and like really watery oh and um, did you feel sick I bet there was no it was really? a, like I finished it <laughs> I, 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 I why am I, I asking you you don't get yeah, sick yeah I don't get sick from VR, VR. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I came out of it like I was so into it like I hugged him and I was just like <laughs> I was just like that was fucking incredible and like I walked back to um, a, like Future Publishing's war room it's not the same as IGN's war room it's like a shitty little one right. room we shared with like two other companies <laughs> yeah. and we walked in and I was just like looking just like 
just really spaced out and someone from PC Game was like did you just play the on the Oculus and I was like yeah he's like fucking incredible isn't it yeah, like, like then it. like 10 minutes we were talking about uh, Oculus 10 minutes later somebody else walks in just like this spaced look on their face he's <laughs> like you just play on the Oculus he's like yeah I just play on the Oculus because <laughs> like, I think they only demoed it to like a handful of people that's um, amazing it was just bonkers but that was the first thing I ever played in VR yeah um, oh, I imagine a completely good. different experience. I'm, I'm hoping it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a more recent one. Um, that but, sounds awesome, though. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, it was cool. Um, from one very intense VR experience mm -hmm. to another, mm. uh, on Sunday, I got to experience something pretty mental. Oh, I went to a museum, <laughs> and in the museum <laughs> was some paintings. Oh God! And sounds in, wild. So far. And you go through. And they were paintings by a man called Modigliani, who I love. But then you go through this little one room and you put on a vibe and you get to sit in his painting studio. <laughs> and look at the, at the studio. <laughs> Would you say you're in his soul? Essentially. Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> I, like, I love Modigliani's paintings. If you have seen the new It, mm. the painting woman in that is right, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. inspired by a lot of Modigliani's paintings. Horrible. She's yeah. pretty creepy. So a lot of his paintings are like that. Oh my God. Um, and so and that's the VR experience? No, unfortunately not. That would be amazing <laughs> if they'd done like a horror oh, That would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'd love it as well because these are all like art, cultural, <laughs> yeah. kind of highbrow people. Oh, just this way, right this yeah. way, madam. Step into there the should VR. be an it VR experience. Yeah. Why does that not exist? Well, that's the thing. So with this, like when I went, so it was actually the opening of this new Modigliani um, uh, exhibits mm. uh, at the Tate Modern so it was full it was rammed of people who just love this guy and want to yeah. see these paintings but then I was going because there was this Vive thing there as well that I really wanted to try right. and like I've tried Vive um, at like a lot of corporate events and yeah. like other museum things and they try to like incorporate technology into some museum things like if you go to the Louvre now you walk around with a 3DS mm. um, a 3DS? yeah you get a 3DS in the Louvre oh like that's your what, a um, Nintendo 3DS? yeah that's your <laughs> uh, yeah. that's your like you know uh, like guide yeah, yeah, yeah. like pocket guide it's, I've seen it. Yeah. It's never been. There's um, never been another company's device. It's usually some yeah, bespoke yeah. device or something. Um, so it's obviously like they do it that, but that doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is awesome. So they've but they've taken what they've done is taken a really good idea, which is like t told you the story of his last days. Which Modigliani is a really fucked up dude. So it's okay. brave. Well, clearly from seeing <laughs> like, it. So you've got him, you got you sit in his studio and you sort of have a look around and you um you see that he's been working on this uh one of the last paintings that you see in the actual exhibit, mm. which is um oh, I don't know what it is in English, Hinan Portrayad. Um it's all right. What's it what <laughs> I, I couldn't think of the Welsh word. What's it when an artist paints themselves? Self-portrait. That's okay. what it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that, but yeah. it sounded too stupid. Yeah, no, it's like, like, he not portrayed, yeah. Um, so you see him doing that. Right. But he was like an alcoholic and like he suffered a lot and then he died in his studio. So they talk about all that oh my God. Uh, in this VR experience. But it's actually one of the first times I've seen an experience... Wait, so, so explain how the VR experience works. Do you actually see his dying days? No, you don't see it. You, you, you don't someone see narrating him. it. Like. Yeah, so you go in and you sit down and like Vive's got really, really good head tracking. Okay. Um, so you can sort of look and you can focus on things and then you get like a little cursor there that sort of lights up and then it starts telling you things about the oh, so things like you're looking at. Oh, so it's like being in a museum, but it's like Essentially, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. um, but it's in a complete, like a perfect reconstruction of his uh, studio, really cool. which is really yeah. good. Um, and you look around, you see that some of the paintings he's worked on and things like that. Um, you actually know someone who worked on it, right? 
Yeah, I do. My boyfriend uh, works on it. He, what? <laughs> you know. Get Gamergate on the line. <laughs> I know. So full disclosure, full disclosure. I'm not going to... I mean, I've not seen it myself personally anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, John, he worked on the prototype and um, did some design work. Because I didn't know that when I went to see it either. Like, yeah, so no, I, So no. I just went to see it and then I think it was on my Instagram story and you were like, oh, my boyfriend worked on that. Yeah, like, no, no, absolutely. Even when I saw yeah. it in the run order, I was like, oh, that's really cool because the press release came through for it. And I was yeah. like, this is such a weird two worlds colliding it's yeah. like the first time that any of this has happened but yeah it was cool it's re- oh well it's really good tell him he did well tell him he's done well <laughs> I'll pass on the message see for me that's like the prime use of VR like yeah, these sort of things yeah. you know like although we went to that one at Thought Pack although it was pretty terrible yeah. the idea of that I think yeah. is great like you know using it for rides and experiences yeah. and museums and shows and things mm. like that I'm not personally not bothered about playing games on them but I I think that's a really like different way of doing it I'd say that they both have their Uh, merits yeah Yeah, totally yeah I I just what speaks to me like because I get sick so easily from it that's something where I'm sitting down but I'm getting a different I know you mean cinematic VR essentially rather than when Mm. you're on rails or and things Yeah, there was um, um there was a time where bosses when Bosser Studios, who did like the Surgeon Simulator mm. games, so they did like some of the first proper yeah. VR mm. games. There was a time where they used to do this really cool thing, which was like once a month they would have like a VR night at their right. studios. Okay. Um, and what you could do is go to their studios in Old Street and they'd have a bunch of games set up, but they'd also have like developers come who would make because it was really early days of uh, VR. Mm. Like this is fuck like four or five years ago again. Um, so it was like really, really early days. This is when like Oculus Development Kit One was out, so like yeah. no one else could buy it other than developers, really. Or if you had a lot of money, you could buy it. Yeah. Um, but so people would come and like show off something that they were working on in VR, mm. and a lot of times, sometimes it was games, mm. um, but sometimes it was just experiences and things like that. And a lot of the time, it was like uh, advertisers and marketing companies and things going like we recognize that this is going to be a really, really huge thing. And like, it hasn't really taken off as, no. as much as I thought that it would, unfortunately. Well, I like, think the problem for advertisers is uh, there's not enough devices out there for, them, yeah. for it to but be not worth even, it, maybe? Uh, more, no, not, it's not in the sense of like, Adverts, more of like marketing experience, advertising experiences. And oh, right, you like mean that. Like, like what you did, like the, pe- the exactly, sort yeah, of stuff. More, yeah, yeah, and like going to shows or um, yeah, like say they've got a, a press thing for a, a new film coming out, yeah. and there's some beforehand, like we did for that conjuring thing. You remember? Yes, we went and did that conjuring beforehand. They've got the VR experience of yeah, the conjuring. Yeah. Yes, you get to sit really there true. before you go in. I thought yeah. that was a really cool addition. Um, yeah, because there was this one guy who was um, they were working on this awesome thing, which I thought was going to be a really good idea, and it basically in the London Eye there was going to be an Oculus. Mm. And you stick the Oculus on and, you know, like awesome head tracking. You could look around, see the thing that where you would actually be looking in the real London skyline. Yeah. But then you could sort of zoom to it and it would give you facts and things like that. And like really there'd be somebody cool, yeah. talking to you as you did it. it kind of makes like the like London Eye experience a little bit better. Yeah. It's fucking boring. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah. The, I yeah, feel like that'd be something better it. in 10 years time with like in the Google glass equivalent yeah. where you're actually seeing it but then you can like digitally enhance it and, and yeah, do things maybe. with it like that that was what, actually one of the first times I, I properly met Krupa because him and Bear Park were down at one mm. and uh, it was an amazing night as well where this because a lot of the time it was good like I would say 98% of the time we got to see something really special but 2% of the time <laughs> got to see something so bad um, but is it that good kind of bad like the room bad where you're like oh it's so bad it's kind of oh, it's like because I went a couple with Joe actually as well yeah. um uh, someone came up on my Facebook memories about this other day but there was uh, there was this one night where we went there and this guy was like he's obviously a developer or something like that and like you could also the cool thing about this was 
they would just give you the builds of their things. Like, yeah. The idea was that people will go in there who had development kits yeah. and then they would give you, like if you took a USB, you could just get that game and take it home and use that experience. And there's this one guy who was just like, how many of you remember like the really good Activision Spider-Man games? And we were like, yeah, it's yeah. fucking wicked games, yeah. And he was like, oh, do you remember how amazing it was when you'd fly around the city of Spider-Man? We were like, hello. Yeah, this is gonna be great, what's he made? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's good, isn't it? He's like, so what I've made is I wanted to kind of match that. And he was like, this absolute bork of a game and it was like it just didn't work you were meant to be Spider-Man and you were just like you just jumping in and you like it'd start falling through stuff oh my it, God. like you were like couldn't swing anything properly oh and it was just a man and he's like playing it and it's like you know in the Simpsons when um, Reverend Lovejoy is trying to play the entertainer like he's like wait wait a minute I got it I got it I got it I got it try again and it was basically that for about 40 oh. minutes going wait a minute, wait, 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 let me just try restarting and it's like a room full of people oh, maybe like 50 people so and he's like okay I'm just gonna restart a minute can you could you get out of that situation what do you mean you said the room 50 people can you just sneak out uh, there's, there's no sneaking out because it's quite an open plan office they would fucking see you sneak out because that's the but sort they, of they thing also where they'd be like oh, so. I'll leave you with it maybe give me a shout when, when you got it working nah it's, he, it's him making a presentation to oh, 50 people no. and then you could play it afterwards if you wanted to so he's like listen I got it I got it a minute you're going red just thinking about I it I know yeah I'm feeling like, embarrassed for him um, right now but yeah no it was awesome oh, I loved it word. I loved every second of it um, well done <laughs> what that last sentence didn't work uh, right, there's a thing that IGN are doing called the IGN box, which is essentially a loot crate, but it's IGN stuff in it. Yeah. Kilby's doing this. This is Kilby's thing. Uh, so apparently it's like a mystery. Uh, he's described as Put a monthly. into it, Gav. He's, he's described as a monthly mystery goodie box. Uh, so if you go to IGNbox.IGN.com, you can basically get an IGN-themed loot box. Uh, December's theme is Rebels. And you've got until 11th of December to sign up before that changes. Um, November's theme was Rivals. And in that, you had a Batman and Harley Quinn figure. The Inhumans comic. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, Mario Kart key rings. Yep. Hogwarts house coasters. What's that? Oh, coasters. I guess di- <laughs> coasters for all the different houses and okay, things. Yeah. A Pokemon poster. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and a Metal Gear themed top. Yeah. Good. I've got. <laughs> I've got. Afraid? I've got one thing from this month's box sitting on oh, my desk. Yeah. Can't say what it is. What, what have you got? Wait. I'll show you afterwards. I don't want to oh, reveal what yeah, it is. Kilby's got the best fucking job right now. Yeah. Every time I walk past, <laughs> he's basically just like putting toys in a box. <laughs> I know. Oh, have I got. Can I put this one in there? Can I put I that one in there? I should. I do wholeheartedly recommend this month's box just for the thing that I've got on my desk. So right that now. thing that you've got is in it. Yeah. Is in this month. Yeah. That's it the thing. I think if, if, like there's a lot of thought being put into these. And obviously loot boxes and loot crates and shit like that. Like, um, pr- like a lot of people really like that stuff. Yeah, box. you don't apparently. <laughs> Getting a, a box of tat delivered. Hey, I, I've, had, I've had a, the odd. No, we got tat delivered that I just yeah. sits in my desk. That's why I cancel my subscriptions. So we get sent a load. To of be fair, anyway. I did. I did have a subscription to the Marvel one for yeah. ages. Um, but what I used that as was the comics because they were all exclusive cover comics, which mm. I liked. Um, but. I used that basically to get those. And now and again, the clothing was really good. Like I've got a really good Guardians of the Galaxy right, yeah, scarf. A, I think from actual mugs, loot crate, got good mugs were there. Yeah, you'd get good t-shirts every now and again. I've got a few t-shirts. I gave a couple to Roy as well because I've got like mm. a Zelda t-shirt that I gave to him at one yeah, point. Yeah. You get the, like you usually get like one or two things that are really good. Yeah. Like, I think. But what, what I was using is, as presents. I was just like, Could anytime, I, well, anytime yeah. I forgot someone's birthday, I just have this box of Funko Tat under my uh, well, That's the thing, like, it is also like, 
a Funko Pop box as yeah. well because you're always going to get one of them as well. So. But I, like, like it's, I think some people like the idea of like surprise and they don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, and, and like one of the things in this month is great in the IGN one. So get this month what, at least. Why, what's, why is that And on the, the subject of rivals? Oh. No, rebels. Rebels. I don't know. How I is he not I, rebel? I actually don't know where don't the know. films come from. I don't think that's in it. I think that's just a thing that they could get in it. And I hope it's in one of them because it's fucking wicked. Anyway, I think it is. This is, this is shit is. for anyone who, who, doesn't, who doesn't get it. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, if, you wanna, if you're interested in any of that, you can Google IGN Box or go to igmbox.ign.com. Um, you've got to pay for that. Something <laughs> some of you haven't got to pay for. Oh. Keyword Countdown. if you did have to pay for keyword countdown how much would you charge one day Alicia one day <laughs> I mean this one I wouldn't charge for because it's actually done by Jack so that's uh. Jack Amides on um, on Twitter which is a brilliant Twitter handle mm. actually we've had it I think because Carly's just changed his Twitter handle um, to that's Carly it. Simon yeah because yeah, he was boring he, he was sim card 777 <laughs> before for some reason um, yeah. so can you change your Twitter handle I didn't know you could do I that. didn't know this either like, yeah. I, I heard this today and I, like, I didn't know how no do you idea. change your Twitter handle just, just go to your profile settings what but yeah. I will warn you if you're verified which you are right yeah. uh, it'll fuck that up and you have to do it again so I wouldn't bother. I mean, I'm, I'm happy because my handle's just my name. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you change that? No, but I was just I was just curious. I was like, oh, wow, I've got, why? I've got an underscore at the start of mine. Oh, the, But there, there is a Dale driver out there, but it's some fucker who signed up in 2011 yeah. and never tweeted. It's like, just giz it, That mate. happened to Creeper, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. he knew someone on Twitter who managed to switch over for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, unfortunately for me, at Gav tweets all the time and at Gav, <laughs> Gav. tweets all the time, yeah. Imagine having at Gav. At <laughs> Gav. Fuck, I'd pay money. Be like Cher or Madonna, just one word, just I would one pay, name. I would pay up to, I reckon, 400 quid to get up Gav. What? Yeah. I would get up Gav. How does it work? Everyone like? tweet at Gav and tell him. Giz it Gav. Giz it Gav. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this one was sent in by Jack Amides. Uh, so we've got, if you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, okay. IMDb categorized their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. What Jack Amides has done is taken five films, 10 keywords apiece. You guys at home and you guys in here have got to guess what those films are and what the link is between it's them all. It's been so long since yeah. I played this. I think the last time I played this was the live podcast. Really? It's mm. been ages. I'm really out weeks ago. Everyone's playing it. Andy Circus is bloody playing yeah. it. I know, I know. <laughs> it, he it, was that's rubbish what you call it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really playing it, was he? He got one. <laughs> it's hard being put on the spot, man. Yeah. I know, you're doing it, it to us right now. Yeah. You're doing it to us every week. <laughs> this, is, this is a good one, though. This is pretty varied. Uh, I'd be very surprised if you haven't seen these films. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, don't think it's all printed out. Oh, no. Oh, what? I've only got half of it. I can work it. I can, let me do another one. How many have you got? Uh, no, it's, no, 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 it's fine. It's just two. I just need two for the last one. I'll just make them up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, <laughs> it's great radio. Gav, anyway. Gav no, not actual, and, uh, actual ones, though. Actual ones. Gav and IMDB have categorized these films by a bunch of crazy <laughs> keywords. The thing is, that's definitely one, I reckon. Uh, here we go. Um, this is great fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. this is great. Yeah, it's for me. It's a peek behind the curtain. Film number one. One word title. 
Um, Seven. Older so. actors, younger roles. Oh, okay. So it'll be like a high school Oh, movie. what was that? No, it's Wet Hot American Summer, but that's one um, word, so probably not. Uh, was um, it older actors, younger roles? Tragic event. Uh, Dunkirk. I mean, high school musicals are a tragic event, but it's own, it's got multiple <laughs> words in the title. Friendship between boys. Aww. Milk. Um, um, social outcast. Spider-Man yes. count? Yay! What? What Spider-Man? Just Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man. Oh, fuck I was like, does that count as one word? <laughs> Six point to the judge. Yes. Yeah, it's hyphenated. So... I guess not really, but yeah, yeah. it's bullshit. Well, IMDb saying it, so <laughs> yeah. uh, the other one: school fight, super slow motion, hit with a tray, orphan boy, <laughs> orphan boy, <laughs> superhero origin. Oh, Would have got it with hit with a tray, I think. Mm. Here we go, film number two: struggling business, mm. Wolf, of Wolf of Wall Street, Wall Street yeah, <laughs> instant messaging, social network, um. rival business. Ooh. Hidden identity. Hidden agenda? <laughs> He's got the hidden agenda. <laughs> um, Decorating a Christmas tree. Home alone. Stuck in an elevator. Die hard. Um, what was that film elevator. called? Oh. Internet romance. You've got mail. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you got mail? Yeah. Oh, never, I thought that was a joke. I wasn't never seen it. Four points there. It's really good. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen Sleepers in Seattle, watch that one first. Have you seen Sleepers in Seattle? <gasps> You've got to watch that. Yeah? Have you seen When Harry Met Sally? Yes, I have. Mm. I saw that recently, actually. Sleep, Sleepers in Seattle is, a lot, is like as good as When Harry Met Sally. Okay. Do you like When Harry Met Sally? Mm. Oh, so, this year. The restaurant in Harry Met Sally where she does the orgasm. That was amazing. That, that was, was round the corner for where mine and Gab's hotel was in New York. Nice. Yeah. Did you eat that? We didn't go there, no, We, we ate like two doors down. <laughs> yeah. They had scaffolding outside, so it wasn't quite the same. Oh, I yeah. got you. You, you should watch uh, Sleepers in Seattle. Okay. Because it's lovely. I will look it up. Um, uh, the other ones, 79th Street Boat Basin, Manhattan, New York City. <laughs> Bibliophilia. Email. Mm. Here we go. Film number three. Six points to Alicia, four points to Dale. <laughs> One guess apiece. Secret romance. Mm. True romance. Secret romance, okay. Two word title. No. Based on short story. Memento. Two word no. title. Yeah. Tragedy. When the feeling is gone and you can't go on, it's tragedy. Male prostitute. Ooh. Ooh. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. <laughs> Camera shot of feet. Oh, Kill Bill. Um, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. This is great. Good Place things. name in title. Um, <laughs> sex in a tent. Robert Martin. Yep. Ah, well very good. I feel like that was one recently. Yeah, it was. Maybe. But this, <laughs> this is good for this. Uh, three points a day there. The other ones, rodeo, homosexuality. <laughs> Here we go. I don't know why I laughed. Film number four. <laughs> Revenge. Oh, Kill Bill. Uh, uh, Lion King. Candlelight Vigil. Um, the Da Vinci Code. Mm. Animal Cruelty. Oh. Mm. 
I hate this, that bit in the film as well. I love the film. Whistle. Reverend. Reverend. I fucking hate that film. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, what was it? Whistle. Whistle. Um, Detective. Um, oh. Seven. Um, um, the Bone Collector. Home Invasion. Home Alone. Skyfall. Questioned by police. Detective story, animal cruelty, revenge. Um, God. I feel like I should have this one. Mental retardation. <laughs> what? God. Um, 12 monkeys. Unlawful confinement. That sounds like a oh, horrible uh, room. No. Um, Final clue. Oh, um, Silence and Lambs. Father searches for missing daughter. Wait, oh, Taken? Nope. Revenge. Candlelight Vigil. Animal Cruelty. Whistle. Detective. Home Invasion. Questioned by Police. Death Sentence. Mental Retardation. Unlawful Confinement. Father Searches for Missing Daughter. I have no idea. The film is Prisoners. Oh. Yeah. No, I've not no. seen it. I know of Don't it, know but it. I've not seen it. Film number five. Right. What's the scores again? What we at? The scores are two guesses to Dale, seven points. One guess to Alicia, six points. Ooh. All to play for. All to play for. Working class. Home alone. Don't know why. Training. <laughs> uh, Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well done. done. Dale. Second guess. That mate. was very good. <laughs> Why is that um, Home Alone for first time? No you end on sixteen, Dale. Well done. That's it. You end on six. Well, do you know what? Fine. I'm quite happy to lose to a second guess. Uh, other ones. Fair enough. Jogging. Loan shark. Tough guy. Sex on a first date. Domestic violence. Character name in title. Philadelphia. Boxing. Very good. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you guys know what the link is between all Oh, those? shit, I forgot about that. Um, so Spider-Man. Hmm. Spider-Man, you've got mail. Broadback Mountain, Prisoners, Rocky. Uh, written by the star? No. No, good um, guess. I mean, that's one of them. Toby Maguire's not writing Spider-Man. No, Toby, no, yeah. <laughs> no, so we'll write this. Thank you, mate. I don't know. Something to do with the directors, probably. Um, it's not. to do with a particular scene in all of them. Was it a scene that was removed? No. Um, hmm. I think you're Controversial scene. No, I don't know. All of them either take place or feature a scene featuring Thanksgiving. Oh, never going to get that. Never going to get it. Probably should have read that one out last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't on the podcast, so it's fine. No, I'm right Let's have some feedback. Oh, sorry. I just blew uh, right. You are first, I believe. Oh, no, I'm first. Oh, let's see. This is from James Amphil. Am Amflet? Amflet? Go on, Amflet boy. I think it's Amflet, yes. With a PH. Hi guys, I was listening to last week's show and your mention of Harry Potter in the West End. Imagine my surprise and joy that you gave a positive mention about an ex-pupil of mine. Sam plays Scorpius Malfoy and I was his drama teacher in school. Sure, Go on, Sammy. Sure enough, I contacted him and told him about the podcast and he listened to it. So Fuck now off. you can... You can add a theatre star to your listenership. Aww. Love, James. Amazing. That's so nice. Do you reckon he's still listening, though? Do you reckon he's listening this week as if well? If he's listening now, 
Hi. You were good <laughs> until the end. You were re- well, hopefully that person's Why, listening. What, what was bad at the end? No, he was good until the end. Oh, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. well, you made it. I thought he was good after the end. <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what's that person's name? James Amflet. Uh, Jane, so if James is listening again, mm. he can mm. make sure that he listens again this week because we yeah. talk about him again. Maybe um, this is just going to be a running occurrence we've got so to talk about. I didn't go see the week. show. You guys saw the show. I also listened to the podcast last week. Apparently, he was the only good one. He's not the only good one in there. He wasn't, the no, he wasn't the only. Pretty, that's, pretty decent. That's okay. unfair. Um, but yeah, he was He was definitely a highlight in yeah. the cast in terms of acting. Really, really likeable. I think as well, the, the, um, the character itself was yeah. given some really good lines, which right. he delivered well. Like definitely scripting-wise, he was one of the most likable out yeah. of the characters. I was, I was into his character. Mm. Mostly because mm. he reminded me of um, one of my friends, Steve's boyfriend. Yes, Reese is really reminding me of him, and, yeah. I, oh, and I really love him. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. Yeah. See him on stage. Good, go on, good on you, Reese. Um, yeah, it was good. It was I good. like I overall for the entire thing. Uh, there's bad points for it, but I think it's such even as a fucking like D-list uh, Harry Potter <laughs> uh, Harry Potter fan. Um, I've seen all the films once. I've read two of the books. Right, it, it did feel like something awesome. Okay, like and I, I really love that world, and I think. It was good. Maybe we can get him to write in and uh, maybe you can expose how some of the magic tricks are done. Yes, that's really true. If you are <laughs> listening, Sam of Scorpius Malfoy yeah. fame, if you could just tell us how the whole sucking through a phone box yeah. trick worked, because that was amazing. The only, the only thing I've been thinking about is like, would I, would I tell someone to pay 110 quid for it? And I kind of feel right. like it's going to make a fucking brilliant film. <laughs> okay. Are they make, definitely point. making but a film of it? There, was, there, was, there wasn't much, it wasn't much magic in the second bit. It was lots of magic in the first bit. I mean, the magic the was the bit that yeah. sounded interesting was, to me. So there yeah. was magic in the second bit. It was just some of the same magic that you've seen in the first bit. Yeah. So I, I guarantee if you'd have watched the second part like as a standalone thing, you would have been very confused. Yeah. But you would have also been wowed by yeah. the special effects. It's just they, they didn't add yeah. the tricks. I think it's a really cool idea that it was over two nights though. Like I have no interest yeah. in Harry Potter, so I'm never gonna see it. But I what was that really lovely about cool. it was it made it kind of an event. Yeah, um, yes. yeah. Absolutely, so yeah. there was something really fun about you know yeah, two nights running, cool all grabbing dinner together, going for drinks yeah. afterwards. Like, I'm into it. I liked it. Cool. Good overall. Good. Right. This is from Michael Burns. He says, "Hello, folks. Go on, Mikey. <laughs> uh, I just purchased my Switch and a few games in the past week, and I was wondering if there's anything any of you wish you had known about the console when you were first starting to use it." This also goes for The Legend of Zelda. If there's anything that you found out ways in the game that you wish you had been doing the whole time. Ooh, interesting. For me, I think with Zelda, it took me about at least 10 hours before I realised about cooking. I must have missed the tutorial. What the fuck were you doing? I saw, I could see them and I knew, like I'd seen enough about the game to know there was cooking, but I'd never bothered with it. Really? I was just mainlining it and I was just not focused. And then I realized I got to a few battles where I realized I was under leveled and needed to prepare better. What about like elixirs and stuff like that? You should not have anything. Well, I had only what I'd been given. Right, like, okay. But Fuck so hell. I asked Rory and Joe about it. I'd be like, nails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see a tutorial for it. Maybe I missed yeah. it or maybe there wasn't one. I don't know. But then I had to just sit down and work out how food um, works. And at first I was just throwing anything together, trying to make it work. And then it took a while for it to click. I wish that. Um, Because what I did, uh, like, I've basically lasted it out completely Mm. um, because I just enjoy and I use it as my commute game. Right. Which means I've never really had, like, a big old sesh on it. Like, I get, I play it for, like, an hour or so at a time. Um, And because of that, I've kind of put off 
doing I, I'd put off doing a lot of the Guardians Divine um, Beasts uh, sorry the Divine Beasts for a while <clears throat> and I put off like doing the um, like Master Sword for a while yeah. and I put off doing uh, Event Hide Island for like for ages yeah. as well and what ended up happening was I was just so oh, I'm over you, massively yeah. overpowered so I did Event Hide Island yeah. after after the fourth Divine Beast I oh, think oh shit yeah, and yeah I just it was like walk in the park yeah. and just blasted through it so I'd recommend going to that it's on the lower right corner yeah, I think yeah, yeah, the lower yeah. right corner so go to that like I don't know to make it quite 10 20 hours in yeah. maybe something like that because that's the thing I'm just like I did three of the Divine Beast first try yeah and it was like I, I wanted them to be a bit have you done the fourth I done the fourth one no. so I would recommend doing the Divine Beast like soon as because you yeah. always get something really cool from yes, them it's yeah, a yeah, new way to play yeah, the yeah. game as well so absolutely like I wouldn't put them off no maybe put off going to see Calamity Gammon like yeah. Gammon Calamity <laughs> Gammon <laughs> Calamity Gammon that happens on a yeah. Sunday yeah. when you turn the oven up too high <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, I not think of was anything else like oh, Switch related that um, it's cool now that I didn't know get so on the fucking, latest update just they, get a fucking case for it yeah do that um. <laughs> but the fact that you can record your video on it now as yeah, well. like good. beforehand it was just a screenshot but now I didn't yeah, know until yeah. Joe, Joe told me that you, if you hold, hold it, down, it down it records yeah, yeah. like the last 30 seconds so that's quite cool that is really good yeah, yeah. Um, what else don't know I don't know that's, I think that's really. what we got yeah. Michael well done good for you, good for you buying, a, <laughs> buying a switch and final bit then from Daniel Black go on Danny boy IGN UK crew I like to sit back and let podcasts happen without interfering. Ooh, what a layback dude. But this is getting beyond a joke. All right. <laughs> it's Why aren't you talking about the Netflix Punisher series? This is how, he, this, is how this guy sounds. Yeah. Why aren't you talking about the Netflix Punisher series? I only managed one episode of Defenders before I lost interest, and the less said about <laughs> Iron Fist, the better. So I went into the show fearing the worst. But it actually ended up being one of my favorite series of the year, probably top three with Legion and Mindhunter. I'm trying to waste less time watching Shite, which is working out great. <laughs> but I'm really relieved I gave Punisher a chance. With that in mind, what is the... It sounds like at the beginning of that, he's going to yeah. be like, why are you talking about it, for fuck's sake? And then he's just like, with that in mind, what's the quickest you've ever given up on something? I set a new record this month with Inhumans. I only lasted one and a half scenes before I was 100% confident it was garbage. Yeah. Um, so, with the Punisher, he says, Iron Fist and, what was it, Luke Cage and Defenders, Defenders yeah. were Shite. Right. So why go into the Punisher blindly? I think, I think, to be fair, man, that's why we're not talking about it because yeah. we didn't have to do anything work-wise with it. No. None of us are particularly excited about it. Punisher was one of my favourite characters growing up. Yeah. I didn't like it. So was Daredevil. I didn't like that. The last one I watched was Luke Cage and I thought that was shite yeah. at the end. Yeah. I watched one episode of Defenders thought, no, not for me, straight away. I have I watched watch one episode of Punisher and I liked it, to be fair. Yeah. I came in like on the penultimate episode of this series because my housemate was watching it in the living room. And so I I Punisher? I saw, yeah, so I sat okay, down yeah, with like yeah. the macaroni and cheese was like eating out the pan was like, yeah. oh, what you watching? And was so confused. Yeah, Everything yeah, yeah. was going down. There was there was guns firing and yeah. hostage situations. Yeah. It looked really, really intense. Well, well, it calls back to what we were talking about earlier about how you, to watch Avengers Affinity War, you kind of have to have seen the previous 18 films. Yeah. Well, And now I feel like that with the TV shows. Yeah, I don't totally. think that, that, that's not, I don't think that, I, I, that's not what happens with Punisher, I don't think. I know that. And I, I get the feeling that you can yeah. just watch them, but it feels to me like, well, if Shit I didn't does. even watch Defenders, I didn't even watch Iron Fist, yeah. why would I bother watching the Punisher? I don't think Defenders is related to Punisher though. But, I mean, they're in the same universe though, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't think it's, I think Punisher is a standalone thing. Okay, so I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely feel like I am going to check out at some point, but it's not high on my list. Just because he's brilliant. Yeah. 
Um, and I think he's a brilliant Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first episode was all right. Like, mm. he keeps going on about his wife and kid a bit too much. Okay. It's like, we get it. Right. <laughs> Carry on now. Um, but it's yeah. kind of interesting because it starts with basically like, he's done the punishing. So (laughs) who does he punish? Now he's punished those who punished him. I mean, I'm sure he's going to find someone to punish at some point. Well, he's punishing a wall quite a lot in the first episode. (laughs) And that's not even a joke. Oh, my Um, God. I think I gave up on Lemony Snicket, the Netflix series. Mm. Uh, pretty sharpish, because I realised that was going to be a I've had a bunch of shows I've gave up after one episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like... Uh, Peaky Blinders I told you the other day Peaky Blinders I watched about half of it see you know after we talked about this the other day yeah. I watched the first series <laughs> yeah, I couldn't sleep I was just like and it was on on Netflix I was like ah fuck it go on did you like it it's wicked oh, <laughs> see something about it just didn't work for me I think yeah. like I used to work in Birmingham as well so I've heard enough of that accent and yeah. I was like here <laughs> in the Birmingham accent again I was like no this is too much like real life for me I need to get out I ended up giving up on Designated Survivor because I loved the I loved the like premise of it if you don't know it's like in a in US Congress every time this is a real thing every time like Congress will meet and they're all together in one building there's one person or no two people who are designated survivors two members of Congress who are sent to like safe houses so if for some reason something happens and all of Congress dies there'll be two members left of government to like Mm. set up a new government and like keep America running so the theory behind the show was like, what happens if an act <gasps> of terrorism did blow up Congress and there was someone, and the person who's left the designated survivor is just like the, the chairman of the housing association right, yeah, or something. Yeah, he's yeah. like so low down on the list. Because it's just like a random person every time. Yeah, like, and now yeah, he's yeah. president of the United oh States. God. Love it. So it's like how, and so amazing, amazing concept. And yeah, I watched yeah. it for like seven episodes. Um, and it soon basically it just spirals and it loses right. track of itself. It's one of those things where it has an amazing concept and you should just stick and focus on that. And then it goes like bigger and bigger and bigger and it tries to like complicate things with a bit of betrayal yeah. and mm. kind of like, and it just, yeah. But I mean, I, it's I essentially up. the plot of King Ralph, which I like. <laughs> that's not the name of it I haven't heard in a long time. King Ralph. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but that's uh, a comedy. What about um, games? I gave up on The Last Guardian after about an hour. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. I gave up on that. I, I played about an hour of it and just thought, it, I could see its merit, but I just thought it wasn't mm. for me. I found the the dog bird thing Damn, too annoying. What have I given up on? Um, I'm pretty like I'm more unforgiving with TV shows than I am. Yeah, with stuff. Because also games, you know, they have mm. you, they're more expensive. Like Netflix is just a yeah, subscription. Yeah. Um, um, but then, to be fair, I feel like I've given up on stuff without even playing it because like when people talk about like a Final Fantasy game be like oh yeah it really opens up around hour 65 does it mate I played Brilliant. that game Final Fantasy 13 I was like I'm gonna like this I'm gonna like this and I was, I was like when am I gonna like this I'm gonna like this soon and then I read yeah. everywhere oh 20 hours in it's amazing I got to 20 hours in it was the same fucking shit three days in <laughs> and it really opens up yeah. it's like it really opens up towards the end your else opens up towards the end an arsehole <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> There we are. That's yeah. the quickest we've ever given up on it. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.